please be seated. Praise God that we can be here together in the house of the Lord. Our life following Jesus. Sometimes when we try to follow him, we try to fulfill his commands. We try to be a good Christian. But sometimes those things is just so heavy, right? It seems as if it's very hard to be a good follower of Jesus. Because the key is in the person of the Holy Spirit that will help us to walk according to His will. So what I would say that without the Holy Spirit, our good intention to follow Him maybe most of the time can fall into the trap of religion, religiosity. And in this thing, that's why Jesus said, you need the Holy Spirit. It's better for me to go because you need the helper. Without the helper, you cannot. Walking according to his will. You cannot fulfill the calling that you have, the destiny that you have. You cannot walk in submission and obedience to God 100%. That's impossible. And Paul says, I work harder than any other man according to the power, according to his power, which works mightily in me. So it's not his own power, but he acknowledged that it is the power of God inside of him that works so mightily. So the key is the Holy Spirit. It's not on our own goodness, our own piety, godliness. But we really need to depend on the Holy Spirit. But then the next question, when you and I already pray and ask, Holy Spirit, come and fill. Holy Spirit, let your fire be lit in me, just like what we sang. But that, those prayers, it seems unanswered. It seems like we pray, we ask, we ask, Lord, we need your glory. Lord, we need your fire. But so far, we haven't seen it. Why? Why it seems as if our prayers go unanswered? The key is this. We need to bring the oil. God so much want to send the fire. But when the church, when we are not ready, when we don't bring the oil, the fire will not be lit. So it's very important that we 
listen to God's heart's cry. Please bring the oil. And so let's read here from Leviticus 24, verse 1. Let me read it for you from verse 1 until 4. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives for the lamb, that a light might be kept burning regularly outside the veil of the testimony in the tent of meeting. Aaron shall arrange it from evening to morning before the Lord regularly. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. He shall arrange the lambs on the lampstand of pure gold before the Lord regularly. So if you read here, you catch that repeatedly it says before the Lord regularly. Before the Lord regularly. But before that lamb can burn, first of all, God says command the people. So all the people of God, every one of them, they need to bring the oil. It's not the priest. It's not the high priests only. Every one of us, if we want his fire, we need to bring oil. Now, uh, at this occasion, we will not see the pure olive beaten oil. We, I think I've spoke, spoken about it at the other times. But we will see that this oil we need to bring. And it says that a light may, may be kept burning regularly. Now, if you see the original text, it says that, that a light may go up. That a light may ascend regularly, continually. So if you see a flame, flame of fire always go up, right? Doesn't go down. And if you want the flame to keep burning, it has to go up. And God wants your flame inside of you to go up continually now this is not easy okay number one you have the flame lit but number two to keep it burning continually it requires work it requires effort so let's see how we can have this happen we will see from What happened to the people, to the disciples of Jesus on the day of Pentecost? That's when the fire come, burn on them. I may need help from up there because this thing doesn't work. So the purpose of this message is to bring oil to be lit by the fire of God. If we want the fire of God in our lives, we have 
to bring oil. And let's read from Acts 1. We will read um, section by section while looking at this from verse 1 until 3. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up until after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Now, when Jesus already resurrected from the dead, he only had 40 days. You can imagine if your life is only being given notice, you only have 40 days left. So Jesus, using these 40 days, he continually talking to his disciples, but he doesn't go everywhere. The topic that he talks about, only one. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God. When he talks only one thing, that means this is very important. This is what we should expect. It is going to come after. This is the next thing to be fulfilled. This is the next thing that's going to happen. It's the kingdom of God. So now, how we can have that fire burning up continually if we have number one kingdom mindset if you have kingdom mindset then it means you are willing to submit yourself under the authority of the kingdom if you have the kingdom mindset it means you come under the authority under the umbrella of authority and protection of the kingdom and when you come under the umbrella, that means you are protected from the other elements. But if you don't want to submit under the authority of the kingdom, you come outside of the umbrella of protection. Things can happen in your life. Things can happen in your workplace. Anything can happen outside God's protection. The evil spirits are free to attack. So number one, we need to know what kind of kingdom God is talking about. It's a kingdom of peace. Why it's a kingdom of peace? Because it is full of truth. There is no untruth, there is no gray areas, there is no hypocrisy in the kingdom of God. Full of truth and joy. And it becomes a kingdom of peace. In Romans 14 verse 17 it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if you are committed, if you are submitted to this kingdom, that means you are submitted to live in a full truth. It starts with the heart that loves truth. Why people can lie? Because in their heart, 
they don't love truth. You can read that in Thessalonians. People come under deception because they do not love the truth. Why people can be deceived? Because in their heart, they don't love the truth. And if you are going to this kingdom, there is no compromise with the truth. Start with ourselves. Let's try to live our lives in integrity, right? No hypocrisy. Open yourself to God. You know, many times people have the ideas that, oh, when we come to God, we should honor him because he's a great God. Yes, it's true. But in doing so, they are afraid, like they just be in in front of somebody who is so fearful. But in fact, God wants you to open up your heart. Maybe when you are being hurt, maybe when you experience pain and suffering, it's okay to open up your heart and say, Lord, when I hear those words, my heart was broken. Lord, I feel like there is a knife goes into my heart. Be open to God. Let your heart out to Him. And in that openness, then the Lord can heal your heart. And this kingdom, God has given proof, just like what He says. He presented Himself alive to them after He submitted to the Kingdom of God. Now, when you know this, we walk, we are inheriting a kingdom that cannot be shaken even by the gates of hell. And in verse 9, Acts 1, verse 9, And when he had said these things as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. So the disciples witnessing with their eyes that what Jesus has been talk, talking to them about the kingdom of God, it's real. They saw it themselves that he was going up, going back to the Father. So this is not only just promise, but Jesus was giving proofs. This kingdom is real. This kingdom is powerful. Now when you are being asked, bring oil. Bring oil. When we bring oil, our mindset in bringing the oil is for the kingdom. That's why the, 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 the lamb is burning, ascending up. Your mindset, why I have to bring oil? Why I have to sacrifice? It's because you are inheriting a kingdom. We sacrifice now 
if you want to rule in the coming kingdom of God. You know, maybe in the kingdom of God, some of us become governor over a certain area, maybe over a country. Those things are open for the people of God. God will be the king for a thousand years before his eternal kingdom. So when God is asking us, bring the oil, that means I choose you, I call you to be a partner in the kingdom. Come, sacrifice, bring something so we can be a partner. And when you know this, when you say, yes, Lord, Yes, Lord, I sacrifice. Even though now it seems like it's so painful for me to give oil to you. But you will see when you say yes to God, you make a covenant with Him. That means when you become a partner of the kingdom, you also will bring the glory of the kingdom in your life. And when you have this, you want to partner with the kingdom, you become protected. Just look at, let's just say maybe um, president of a big country. The more you are protected. But to be closer, there is a price to pay. You have, you have to leave more of the world behind. And this is talking also about submission. That's why when we have the vision of the kingdom, then you have one vision and all of them. We, as the people of God, can come together with one heart and one purpose. Just like in verse 14, it says, All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. You know, a king, the greatness of a king is being determined by the multitude of his people that he rules over. When you serve a great king, of course you can pray, you can bring your own self. But when you serve a, a great king, God deserves a grand welcome. God deserves a grand entrance. Talking about a grand entrance cannot be just only one person. Oh yeah, I'm the one picking you up. No, it has to be the whole city, maybe the whole country welcoming the king. So when the disciples, they are having this one vision that Jesus already cast into their hearts about the kingdom of God. 
Now, because of this one vision, they can come together. We come here, you can see your left and right, we are all different. We all from maybe different places, different background, but what makes us come here together is because of Jesus. And more than that, we need to look into the kingdom. And this kingdom will make you persevere together. You know, coming together, being together, sometimes there is friction. You don't like with that one. Why you say that to me? Why you do that to me? Friction happened. But what makes them staying together is because we are here for one vision. And in unity, when you are waiting, you are stronger. Waiting together makes you stronger. That's why number two we see this kingdom has a command as in verse 4 and 5 and while staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. God is so merciful. God is so loving. Even when you think about the demon-possessed man, he was willing to go across the lake, to endure a storm, to endure a rejection, just to save one soul. The demon-possessed man. He knows what this demon-possessed man had endured. Because he's been living in the tombs. Who like to live in the tombs? Sleeping with no bed. You are under the elements. Nobody would like it, right? And he had no clothes. Who likes to be having no clothes? You will get burned. You will get, you know, if you even just say you don't have a sandal, you walk around, that's going to expose you to many different things. So this one soul, Jesus know how he has suffered so much from the evil spirit. So that's how much Jesus loves us. That person doesn't even know how to love God. He was lost. He was possessed by evil spirit. But God had pity on him. God loves his soul so much. And when he said, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, it's purely because of his love for you and me, knowing that without the Holy Spirit, you cannot fulfill the commandments. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot love God and love others. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot forgive. That's why Jesus said, you have to wait. Because this is the only way for you to go into the kingdom of God. 
and this is one of the main important points for the Holy Spirit to come on the day of Pentecost the disciples they had to bring oil what type of oil what what is the oil that you know that is being talked about here they have to bring oil you know like the lampstand just like candlestick like that if you want the light to be burned you have to put oil if you put stones you put stones on it the fire will not be lit up because it's all stones what does it mean if you want to bring oil you know when it says the word oil you can remember get some money get some money is when jesus had the most oppressive times in his life that's get some money that means the pressing of oil now if we are being told to bring oil that means we have to undergo some circumstances or condition that we feel the oppression the pressing in we are being pressed from here 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 it's like difficult times but if you are oil when you are being pressed then you produce something is flowing out from the pressing and that something is very expensive because in order to make a bottle of oil they use many a lot of olives so oil is producing something valuable something good out of oppression out of suffering but if you are being a stone when a stone is being pressed maybe when the pressing is hard enough the stone will break right but it doesn't produce it does not flow out oil nothing flow out of a stone so what do we bring do we bring stones out of our hearts do we bring hardness of heart bitterness do we bring disappointments you can be disappointed with many things but the hardest thing is when you are disappointed with the church you are disappointed with the man of god with the woman of god that's that's the bigger test in your life disappointment may come stumbling blocks may come but you have to have the attitude just like joseph you know when his father prayed for joseph jacob say you are like a bow like the tree that sends out branch over a wall people try to put walls around his life but he grows up and he grows up overcoming the walls 
Whatever people people put in your life, it may still be there. The wall may still be there. It's okay. But if you have a heart like Joseph, when the Lord was with him, he was willing to forgive. He see things happen in his life through the eyes of God. Then he goes up over the wall and going over. So it doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter the opposition that you have in your life as long as you have the favor of God and you have the heart of God to see what happens through the eyes of God. So we have to bring oil and fire has the property that fire is non-compromising. Fire will eat up everything that is on its way. One time, uh, well, we used to have flood in our house and it's, it's still okay, we can still save things. But one time we had our house burned and when it was burned, you have nothing left, nothing. Fire is non-compromising. If you want the fire, be ready. Be ready. Holiness of God, the truth of God does not compromise. And fire from God, we need to bring oil. Oil is something that is flammable. Oil attracts fire. When you put it near the fire, they will be just like. And oil is consumable. So when you bring oil, that means you are saying to God, God, I'm ready. Even if it costs me everything, for your fire to burn in me, I'm willing. I'm ready. That's bringing the oil. So if you want our prayers to be answered when we have prayed, Lord, we need your fire, bring the oil. Bring the sacrifice. The disciples, they were bringing the oil by staying together. They were praying together. It's not only one hour, two hours, but ten days together. So they say, we will wait as long as it takes because I believe they don't know that it was ten days. Most probably they don't know. But they might have said, we will wait as long as it takes. Whatever it takes, we will wait until we got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's bringing oil. 14, it says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And you will see a little bit clearer, clearer in, from Young Literal. It says, pursue peace with all and the separation. So holiness means separation apart from which no one shall see the Lord. So if you want to be just like the disciples who is praying, seeking the Lord, 
You just have to make sure that your heart is at peace with God. Seek and pursue peace. You cannot pray. And I, I believe maybe, I'm sorry, let me put it this way. You can pray, but you will not get anything from your prayers. As long as you have a controversy with God. As long as your heart is still full of disappointments. Your heart is still full of questions, bitterness, anger. Why this is all unjust, unfair. As long as you have controversy with God, no peace. You will not find him in your prayers. So, at the first place, we have to come to the point of repentance. When you come to seek God, when you come to pursue Him, number one, repent. I believe every one of us should repent every day. Before you come to God, repent. And when you have your heart at peace with God, then you can find Him. And the third one, we have the kingdom operative. The kingdom operative is the Holy Spirit. Jesus, even Jesus, we read in verse 3, or earlier verse, Jesus commanded the disciples through the Holy Spirit. He commands through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the leading voice in his life, in Jesus' life. You pray for that person, go this way. Say this. So if Jesus is walking with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's an example for us. So how we walk together under the leading of the Holy Spirit if we have one purpose, the kingdom of God. And if you have one purpose, the kingdom of God, you cannot build another kingdom of your own. Right? If you say, oh, I'm for the kingdom of God, but in reality, your life is building your own kingdom. Maybe it can be in your work. This is my business. I'm the owner. I have this all. This is my kingdom. Or it can be in your ministry. This is my ministry, my kingdom. Or maybe in your family. When you want to follow the kingdom of God, you have to put everything in submission of the kingdom of God. There cannot be another kingdom that is against it. So we have to walk 
with this only one purpose, the kingdom of God. Let's read verse 6 until 8. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So when Jesus was talking about the kingdom and then they asked, is this the time? But Jesus said, this is not yet. You have to receive the Holy Spirit first. And then the Holy Spirit will teach you and will lead you and even will tell you about things to come. Then you will know. Then you will know when to anticipate the real manifestation of the kingdom of God. But it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will become my witness. To become his witness, the witnesses of God is not about words. It's not about teaching. Witness, being, being a witness of God is talking about the power of God that change your life when people see wow he is now different the way he speaks is different he is not like what he used to be then that is a witness it's about power of God that is changing your life And if you are willing to submit to the kingdom of God, you are willing to become a partner, you are willing to become an ambassador, and then every resources that the kingdom of God has will be available to you. And that's exactly is in the person of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the power of the kingdom. This is what the world needs. The world now is full of despair, full of hopelessness. Even youngsters, many young people, they committed suicide. Hopeless. And we, as partners of the kingdom, we should shine the light. We should have that lamp burn in us continually. Last verse. Next slide, please. Romans 12, verse 11. Do not be slothful in seal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. I believe what God is saying to us as the church, do not just serve the Lord out of routine. But when you serve the Lord, you have to serve him with your spirit. Don't just sing. Don't just sit. To listen 
but have your spirit fervent. You know the word fervent here? That means boiling. Just like water boiling. How come the water can boil? Because there is fire underneath to keep the water boils. So God is wanting, when you come to me, when you minister, when you serve me, when you give your time to me, come with your spirit, being fervent. So let's come to the Lord asking for his spirit to be poured out on us. And let's say, Lord, I want to bring that oil to you. And I'll ask the musicians and worshipers to come forward and we all to stand up together. Let's just say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life, in my heart, in this place. Come flood this place. Come flood our hearts. Overcome us by your presence.